our heroes have really enjoyed their time off. They've had time to talk to some old friends, meet some new ones, gain some more information, and process everything that has happened. And now it is time to make a decision about what to do next. It is the next day, and they finally have a place to sleep and recover. But what about these children of the forest? It is a myth to Mezzamola, but it is Salorn's reality. What does that mean for them? Can they figure that out? Can they come to a conclusion? Can they find a source of magic? What about the dragons? The dragon that seemed to have come and destroyed the gentle chapel neighborhood of Mezzamola. What can the party do about that? What about Halifarin who has experimented on many people to try to get another source of magic for the fantasy realm? The time to act is now, but there are many tasks around them. Who will do what and how will they accomplish it? I'm excited to see. I'm excited our heroes get the opportunity to explore many of these issues and perhaps they will get out of this safely. My name is Christopher Rondo, and I am your storyteller, and this is Wyvern's Aria. Hello, my name is Alex Bissonette, and I'm playing Arnar Jerinamonis, level 4 Dragonborn Fighter with the Samurai Subclass. My name is Tyler, and I play Casey, the level 4 Human Fighter. Casey is blonde and a little unshaven. He wears a brown leather jacket and is always seen with its trusty revolver. Hello, I am Sean Last, and I play Rythan Dusk, who is a level 3 Tiefling Conjuration Wizard and a level 1 Fiend Warlock. Hello, I'm Kidra from Texas, and I play Vavette Moors, the level 4 Celestial Warlock. party wakes up in the swampland to the sound of a rooster cawing in the distance. We can see sun rays coming from some of the holes in the thatched roof and the humidity of the day is beginning to start as your clothes are sticking to your chest or your scales. party gets up slowly, makes eye contact with each other, the adrenaline of the day before perhaps still showing on their faces, bags around their eyes, their movement is slightly slower than where it should be as you guys begin to stretch. But there is a sound at the slash door. Hello? In a moment, Einar will get up, sling his sword over his shoulder, and uh, move towards the door. Okay. You can see this creature's shadow underneath. Like, just seems to be just stepping from one foot to another. Yeah, no reason not to open the door. So you open the door and you'll see Raz in front of you, this were-rat with this long tail. And he, he's wearing slightly nicer clothes than he did the day before. Uh, he has put on like a nice polo shirt and some khakis. Definitely dressed surprisingly well considering the state of a lot of these people. Uh, Seathlessai is looking for uh, a Casey. Um, if you guys... Uh, hi, hi Casey. Uh, Seathlessai is looking for you. Uh, he, he's over yonder. Just, you know, go down here. make a Or I can guide you even if you're ready to go now. I, I can find him, don't worry. Alright, bye! And he kind of puffs up his chest a little bit uh, in front of Arnar, gives him like a very, very bad salute to Arnar, and <laughs> walks off very deliberately outside of this thatched cottage. Arnar, I think you have a fan. Kid's gonna get himself killed. 
That's the spirit. Okay. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna go see what he wants. You guys do your thing. Let us know if anything interesting comes up. Will do. I leave the hut. I give him the same. I uh, mimic uh, Raz's crappy salute when he walks out the door. <laughs> so when Casey leaves, I'm going to uh, tell uh, Trixie to follow. Okay. Invisible though. Should we roll that stealth score? Invisibility. Stealth. Uh, stealth check. <sighs> yeah, go ahead if you want. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not rolling for you. Trix is invisible <laughs> and flies. She makes no noise. She's a bump at this stuff. Twenty-one. All right. Yeah. Nope. No clue. Casey, okay, this place isn't very big, so you are able to find seat to the side very easily. He's just sitting there with his leather jacket. Um, not too far off, he has a bowl of oatmeal. Seems to be eating it very, very slowly. Not very happy with its contents. And as you approach, he stands up, hands you, um, hands you some food and a cup of coffee, and goes, "Casey, been wanting to talk." to you. Okay, what about? I know your contract with Damien is up, so I'm hoping you would have time to show some people how to shoot. I mean, yeah, I could do that. For what reason? Are you trying to put together, like, a militia? Or what? Times are changing, and... I want people to be armed and know safety. Yeah, I can do that. I'm okay with that. But we might be leaving soon, so I don't know when I'd have time to do that. After breakfast? After breakfast? It takes more than a day to learn how to shoot and use a gun correctly. Just basic techniques. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. As long as you promise me, you know, you're not gonna get these people hurt i have no intention of starting any fight but i am afraid fighting may come to us that's fair enough yeah yeah i can i can help you with that thanks damien has beliefs that things are going to get more dangerous i mean honestly i i i I agree with him Things are changing very quickly, and not in a good way. Please train them well. And you guys are able to finish breakfast, and he is going to lead you north a little bit, uh, about 200 feet or so above this encampment, and you will see about 15 lizard folks, uh, some some turtles, a couple of tabaxi as well stand there, and there are a couple targets placed up into the distance. Uh, one guy kind of strikes your attention, he doesn't seem to have a gun, but actually has a bow on his back, which which kind of kind of surprises you a little bit. But he just seems to be observing at this point. But you sit there and I presume give a demonstration. Yeah, you know, I cover all the basics. Gun safety first, then how to operate it, then how to shoot. Yeah, you can tell them how to, you know, not point a gun at someone's head when you're not intending to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pull, pull the... the importance of the safety um how to aim and deal with recoil and do that those sort of basic gun safety things and, and what kind of weapons do they have do they have like firearms do they have energy weapons like what are we what am i dealing with these people are dealing with ammunition based based weapons 
Uh, but you do know that if you look through the stalks, there are a couple of energy pistols as well. I um, mean, you, you look at them, you can see the synthetic crystal that powers it. But these people are specifically using ammunition, mostly because ammunition is cheaper than a synthetic energy pack. Makes sense. And you guys are being pretty, pretty, um, flimsy, I guess, with the stock. Like, you guys are going over the basics, and there's only a few rounds of actual shooting involved. But a couple people strike your interest. You do see Jasmine here as well, the person you, um, the person that Sally was going to take in, back into the city. Uh, you see a woman, you find a woman who strikes you interesting because her eyes are still very human-like, and it looks like she actually has hair on her head while most lizard folks are just scales. She is kind of bundled up in a lot of different clothing, um, while most people are wearing like a jacket, uh, she is wearing three or four layers on top of that, like a, a shirt and then a, a sweater and then maybe even a bigger sweater and then a jacket on top. And she actually seems to be fairly confident with, with her movements. Surprisingly, she seems that she picked this up the easiest despite um, her current attire. Uh, I, I approach her and say, this doesn't seem like your first time uh, using weapons. Hmm? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've had some some experience. Uh, uh, you know, my my son tells me a lot about you. <gasps> your son? Uh, yeah, I my know your my, son. My son is Raz. Uh, we're we're recent. Um, what are we called now? Mutants. Uh, I think that's the term people are using. Yes. I just I don't understand how they can handle being so cold-blooded. I mean, I just. <sighs> but um, yes, I I have trained before. Uh, my um husband was a security guard, and now we're here. Well, has your boy talked to you about possibly? this place? I mean, I think we all want to head back into the city eventually. Of course, when that is, is... I think your boy has other places in mind. Oh? Yeah, he was talking to one of my friends, and he seems convinced that he wants to go to the other continent. <laughs> uh... I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, at least not with war always on it, on our shores, I guess. Um, I don't know much about the other continents, but I can't imagine there is a legal way to get us there. Well, I mean, not everything, you know, we do has to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess we are beyond that, um, unfortunately. You know, we we were a pretty, um, we were stand-up citizens, and now we're here. Makes me kind of sad. Well, I feel like things will get better down the road. You know, we, we... We can hope, but um, thank you. My name is Mila. What's what's yours? Uh, Casey. Hey, Casey. Well, what's your last name? Stone. That name sounds familiar. Hmm. Have we met? Uh, I think so. Do you have like parents or or family? I don't think so. Huh. Must just be. Um. Sorry. Uh. All right. Well, I hope you have a good day. I think I am going to go find Raz and talk to him about his delusions yeah hey take care of him he's a good boy okay and she is going to head out and you'll continue on with your lesson yeah Ooh, stone that sounds familiar i wonder if we've heard stone before but now he is distracted and is super <laughs> confused sounds good 
<laughs> we'll cut back to the thatched cottage where everyone else is still managing to get up. What is Arnar's plan for the day? At least the early morning. First, breakfast. Might try to uh, uh, hunt down one of those salads again. Bagel. Cream cheese. The Cesar salads. Um, <laughs> his plan would probably be uh, until one of the the people who you know actually know the the whole local area. So we came up with that plan where you know three of us and new person we're gonna go out to find these children in the forest, and then the other group is gonna go into the city. And since he doesn't know anything about those children in the forest, or really who would know, he's uh probably just gonna see. What, so they're all doing firearms training, right? Good handful of them, yeah. Yeah. So anyone doing a. Uh, uh, some that's more R&R speed, some martial stuff. You see scales warming up. She seems to be stretching. She has her sabers placed on the ground, and as you look around, she looks like she's picking it up to the spar, which you have done with her before. Now, so none of the none of the locals are trying to trying to get all that. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, like, yeah. Pro- normally, default to interacting with her. The most uh, familiar people person there, you know, doesn't didn't know her before. Arnar, would you like to warm up this morning? <clears throat> yeah, I don't see why not. And as last time you sparred with her, she does seem to be classically trained in fighting. She has this military saber. Uh, she has two, in fact, one on in her left and right hand, and she seems pretty ambidextrous. And she dances around uh, as she goes through some basic warm up techniques and. Inevitably, I imagine, spars with you. Unless Arnar is against that. No, he's... I mean, that's been his life, you know. You get up, you uh, take care of whatever uh, ship-based business you have to, and then you uh, do a little training. Okay. It's the whole deal. He's a, he's, a, he's a boarder. He's a he's a combatant. Sure. Recently promoted to captain to go on this insane mission. It's a, it's a temporary thing. <laughs> so... You go into the sparring match, and she takes these two sabers, and she she is very, very fast, and she is trying really hard to get through your defenses. How does Arnar approach this sparring thing? Because she is going a little more aggressive than last time. Well, she's fast. He understands that she's quicker and uh, more agile than him, so he reverts to, instead of like a untrained opponent, he would rush, rush down, trying to get off their footing, you know, scare, startle, all that stuff, swinging a lot to try to, you know, anything might hit, but he knows that she knows what she's doing. So he slows it way down. She comes at him, he takes a calculated move, like one move, and that's it. It's one quick dodge, step out of the way, and then a swing, and then everything's calm and calculated. I need you to do me a favor. Uh-oh. Roll for initiative. Uh-oh! I'm gonna kill her. I nat 20. Put her in the ground! Oh, shit. Natural nine plus two. That's an eleven. Why did I bother? Y'all, I, it was just only the two of us. We don't need to do the math out there. She is level six. Oh my god, she's better than me. She is going to go in for um for three quick strikes. One with her right hand and two with her left. And as she does this, she is going to flourish around you, adding in a defensive flourish bonus. You about to kill so. me? That's what's happening. Actually. 13 plus 6 is 19. Uh, yes, that'll do. 3 plus uh, 9, or 3 plus 6 is 9. Nope. Alright. The so two of the attacks are one will miss and one will hit. You will take 5 damage plus 7. 12 total, yes. She can't kill me! 
She goes, not, not directly, but I'm, now I'm going to be all hurt. Her uh, working AC right now is 26, <laughs> thanks to Defensive Flourish. And her third attack will miss. Cool. So she just... <sighs> what a jerk. All right. After uh, taking it a little easy, like the first warm swings, and then she comes at me like that, and he goes, you know, one of the classics, oh, it's on moments now. <laughs> Probably not going to... Dr- uh, lightning breath that would be uncalled for yeah gonna go with the uh slide uh, the bonus action and we're gonna real quick fighting spirit like i said he calms himself centers himself mechanically it's a five temp hp and uh advantage on weapon attacks until the end of my current turn go for it which means advantage on two attacks right yeah oh yeah because i got extra attack now yeah going for it oh god i don't think advantage is gonna make a difference what did you say it was 26 yeah. Can can I get to twenty six? <laughs> no, I have to crit to get to twenty six. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going for it. No, that was a five and a six. Okay, okay. Attack number two. Hey, those those don't work. <laughs> so yeah, that was just uh, I guess you know she's just dipping and dodging and diving all around me and uh yeah that did not um I did nothing I I whiffed it. Okay. That'll be it. She's gonna use her dragon's breath. Oh, come on now! <laughs> Go ahead and give me a con save, please. Oh, no, I'm supposed to attack your con defense. Sorry, my apologies. Oh, yeah, this thing. 18? No! That does not. 19, con plus 5. Go ahead and take 6 thunder damage as she opens up her mouth, and you can hear this piercing scream begin to envelop around your ear. 6 thunder damage. She does thunder damage? Interesting. She's a sapphire dragon. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. Well, what a jerk. Is that all she's not uh, gonna murder me right here right now? That's all she's doing? No, that is that is her action. Alright, cool. In that case, how dare she? Action surge, is that is that doesn't include bonus action, right? It does not include bonus. Interesting. However, action surge, you know, if you do your fighting spirit again. Oh, well, dang. Hey, this is this is real good. Let me learn how the heck to play this character. So her, so her AC's not 26 anymore, right? No, it is not. Okay, good. Yeah, in that case, uh, yeah, like I'm said, like I said, Arnar is gonna keep it up. He's gonna just nice and calm, looking for uh, looking for any openings, and uh, yeah. So the fighting spirit. That hey, that would have hit. That that's a nat 20. That's a crit. Better roll max damage. So just a uh, 12 plus strength. 15. Good hit. I guess what I got. I got three more coming at you. Plus 15. Nope. Well, here we go. Two more. I'm gonna get you. Woohoo! We got another 20! Another 15? Yeah. Hey, this last one, great white master. So yeah, I, I hit her once with a good hit. I miss again. Hit her once again. Uh Arnar probably feeling a little confident goes uh like goes for the haymaker. Uh, 16 plus 6 minus 5. So 16, uh, 17. 17 will miss. 17 misses? Oh, dang. All right. Thought I had her. Thought I had her. That is it. We'll do this again. Same thing. She uh, is frustrated that you got two crits on her. Uh, she is considered bloodied. <laughs> well, well, all right. So uh, I guess, so after the, the two, hmm, I don't know how we, uh, <laughs> How we work with the fact that we're attacking each other with blades. Uh, it's pro- probably hitting with flat ends, right? Yeah. Or I guess keep it sheathed. Or d- d- I doubt they have many uh, blunted great swords lying around. 
Probably not. There, she's she's using her sharp blades, but she's not hitting you with the sharp blade. Yeah, I guess you know we're. It's not. Oh right, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just seemed odd. Nine twenty-five to hit. Uh, yeah, you know you know that hits. Okay. Don't gotta ask. We are going to defensive flourish. Ooh, that was not as good. Nine damage, and her AC is now twenty-one. Ooh. Bonus action attack, which is gonna miss. All right. But he trusts that she knows when it's enough is enough trade wise you know what i mean yeah absolutely uh, she has always been reserved uh, in her approach to everything and perhaps seeing this outburst may may strike you as odd but she should in theory it's in her character to stop yeah so she i mean she's well you know i know she's trained in what she's doing so hmm feel free to back off yeah, I think... Uh, Surrender. <laughs> Hold up now. All right, let's not use the S word, okay? <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a forfeit. It's not a, it's not a quit. It's a, you know, to pause. No, yeah, I think Arnard's just gonna, you know, step back uh, and put his, uh, you know, tip of his sword in the dirt. I think cinematically what happens is she is about to raise her weapon up for another strike and anticipating you to swing at her and she's about to dodge out of the way raises the sword up and realizes that you put the weapon into the dirt and she uh, changes trajectories and lands right next to you as opposed to on top of you, which is what she was aiming for. Out of breath. <sighs> Done already? Those are um, better hits than I was expecting. I'm going to be honest. She reaches over to the side where you critted on her with the, the flat of your blade and she pulls out this uh, sapphire scale uh, rather painfully just right off the side of her arm just goes <clears throat> and holds up this uh, the scale to to the sun you know you could probably make some big bucks in this place get you know every time one of those falls off i'm sure some weirdos over here would buy that i have a, a better idea tell me about your um your sword though where did you get it why did you choose this weapon over something a little more refined Forgive my choice of words. If you mean this sword exactly, I did not choose this. This was issued. If you're talking about the style, the great sword, the, hmm, well, it's good for clearing a deck. You hop onto an enemy ship and you swing. There's, of course, drawbacks to fighting into it when you go below deck, when you go into tight quarters, but I, uh, on our pulls his hand up, you know, with his, uh, his, uh, you know, strong arm and a clawed hand. He goes, I found that, uh, in the tight quarters like that, the weapon doesn't really matter as much. So, yeah, I liked like this great sword. Also, no one else used them. Kind of like sticking out a little. Mm. Yeah, are you always so aggressive with your approach? Well, it depends. For you, for a trained person, I try to do what I did. I stop, slow down, hit hard when I can. For if, say, one of these random people came at me with a weapon and they didn't know what they're doing, I would just bull rush them down. Take them down as quick as possible. Use more fear and speed. But I know that doesn't work for you. Mm. We are fighting some interesting opponents, including potentially Black Dragon. I don't see myself hitting a dragon anytime soon. I'm going to leave that to the, uh, the more mystically inclined of us to deal with. Also, it's just very frustrating trying to get close to these people over here. Everyone has those firearms. Yeah, I don't like it here. This is the new normal, I guess. Why don't you, um, here, here, fo follow me, Arna. I have an ancient, uh, dragon technique that was passed from my family. What? Just, just come. 
right now, I'm just gonna say that just sounds like you're just making something up. But I'll fall. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) She leads you to a thatched cottage, and you can see a lot of her equipment uh, settled inside. And it's fairly small, maybe five feet in radius, uh, ten feet in diameter, and just this one room cottage, just with a enough for her cot and and her stuff, and settles it down. Looks at this scale that is uh, slightly um slightly bruised. Does your your people ever talk about what you can do with dragon scale? No. If we've been if there's been a use for the dragon scales, I've been missing out on a fortune. Sometimes if you work it a little bit, and, and let me see your sword. I hand it over. If you just work the scale a little bit, my dad told me you can impart some of your essence to it she's just kind of like trying to put pressure on it to uh, change its shape ever so slightly and then you can press it into a sword she's just quite taking the palm of it and placing it uh, near the hilt but on the blade itself place it right here and you can just give some draconic power to it and she is uh, uh just putting pressure can you hold this down for a second? Indicating to the scale. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll help, but I. This sounds absurd. And as you look at this, she begins to say this incantation. She hums a little tune, and she spends this information or er, this time just putting pressure onto the scale. Now, with both hands, with you kind of keeping it in place, and you can feel that the scale itself is implementing within the metal part of your sword. Alright, I take it back. And, you know, maybe three or four minutes pass, and uh, this, um, the scale is now embedded. You can switch the greatsword around. You can see the sapphire scale on the other side, and there's almost like blue lines jettisoning up the blade. Almost like vein work. Uh, going. To- is this, this must be something only one of you gem dragonborns can do because if this is something that anyone on our ships could have done we've been wasting resources for ages perhaps for forgive me for not not knowing but this gem is a part of who i am and has been imbued with some of my essence just be be careful with this don't lose it hey i wasn't planning on losing my weapon anyway but i'll be doubly sure now but now it needs a name. Hmm. Scale Cleaver. Scales Shard. Scale Cleaver implies that you are going to kill me with it as a scaled hmm. creature. Well, I did cleave this scale off you, so it's not wrong. But I see what you're getting at. I'll work on it. We'll see. It needs a name now, though. But I, I don't know what you did exactly. I don't know if it's even better than it was before, but I still appreciate it regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll find out. I think I need lunch. I'm going to get some. Sounds about right. This weapon is now a plus one greatsword. Ooh. You can use a feature to touch the sapphire itself uh, to empower the weapon to do 1d4 thunder damage. For one. Ooh. And this then... re- recharges every dawn. I'm a fan. That's a, is that a, an action to activate it or... It, it's an interact an object gotcha. action, which means you, it can also your first interact an object could be a free action. 
Gotcha. So you can't pull out the sword and do it, but you can do it if the sword's already out. Great. Now you got a sapphire gem in the hilt of your sword with weird veins coming out of it. How's that for a mental image? No, I like it. Just Is there two peas in sapphire? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> there are two peas in sapphire, yes. Really? Sapphire? Mm-hmm. All right, sapphire. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the sapphire dragons are, are pretty cool. They have a cone, a panicking sound. Bryson, you are sitting in the slash cottage still with Lavette and Samson. And you can get messages from tricks that Casey is out uh, talking to Tar teaching gun safety and gun mechanics and Arnar has gone to spar with scales and but you're still sitting here uh, trying to figure out what what your plan is right then and Samson looks around at Bavette and and Rythen. well I'm going to go for a smoke and he pulls out a pipe Bryson, what what are you up to? Would you mind joining me? Do you smoke? No. <clears throat> but I will join you. I need to find some information anyway about these children of the wo- woods. And uh, Master Vivette, what are your plans for the day? I think I may try again with Persephone. I'm, I'm not sure if we can get through to them, but I think I have to try. Well, I'll leave you your peace if you can find it in this humidity but uh let's go for a smoke right all right he leads you out of this thatched house a little bit down the way so uh what's happened back in mizamola that uh, undercity what i i just i want to know more about why you turned into that creature i there's a lot of teachings from the church of mephisto about it but why why did you what is your connection well i'm interested in what your teachings teach on the subject so i'll tell you what i know if you tell me what you know on the subject interesting um demons and devils aren't inherently bad as you and i probably know they just act differently on the morality scale if you look at a fae creature and a fae creature believes that taking men and women from their homes to be with them is their choice and it's an act of free will while we would see that as kidnapping it doesn't mean that they the fae are inherently bad people they just think differently they don't think about morality in this black and white scale that sometimes people in this place does so what demons and devils tend to be though is rather destructive and Mephisto is there to help curb that destruction the destruction that is in every person's nature. So, I don't think you're a bad person, Rhythm. I just am worried about innate destruction that you may be unintentionally letting out. Well, as you, I told you before, I don't follow Mephisto. So, it's good to know that I, I think very similar on the subject. But what happened in the city was, I don't know, what generation tiefling are you? Uh, fifth or six, it's never been an important part of my studies to find out exactly where in my line I became a tiefling. From what I understand about through my research of investigating magic and anomalies, first generation tieflings and so second and a little bit of the third, we're in constant conflict with our previous selves. Fair. Um, what happened in the city was, regrettably, I lost complete control 
of my human half. And I let my uh, emotions run raw. It's what happens when I lose control of myself. I am... That is something to to keep in check, for sure. Unless your goal is to become whatever that was. When this first happened, I thought about my future quite a bit and where exactly I was going to end up because I was a student at the the college uh, when this happened. Um, But Oswald taught me not to overthink it and just go with it. Uh, we set up some rules that I, or some rules and discipline that I follow daily to help reinforce my human side. Was the Oswald a good man? He was aloof, but he was a good man. More of a father figure than uh, anything to me. You know, the power of Mephisto could bring him back. I don't know if uh, I can't. Actually, I'm just going to say I can't. I won't beat around the bush. I belong to someone else, so I'll just leave it at that. You ever tried to break the connection? Once. I nearly died. Tried to do the reverse summoning mm. incantations. And it, uh, let's just say, more of her magic intertwined with mine than uh, I thought. Well, if we return back to our home, perhaps there are some resources I can hand you. If this was still more fresh, I would probably take you up on it. But I have grown accustomed to, and I will admit, like the connection I have with my, uh, Patron. Hmm. I see, I see. Uh, I can't say I'm not concerned for you, Ryzen. Well, I appreciate it, but I will probably reach out to you if I feel myself slipping, as it's nice to talk to another tiefling. Most of these people don't understand. Well, um, you know what they say about uh, man's best friend, right? Can help provide you comfort in times of need. He rummages through his pocket and pulls out a very, very small ruby and Perhaps uh, about the size of the tip of your thumb. Very, very small. If you ever find yourself needing to talk to somebody, I've never seen... Well, this person has heard my thoughts, but I needed needed someone to hear it. Just put it that way. Okay. I will accept this ruby. You uh, look inside the, the ruby and you can see an engraving of a hellhound on it. Well, I didn't think any of these is came over with us. Well, the dog will... It takes a lot of magic, so be wary about how often you use it, but you can potentially uh, summon the creature from its ruby, and it'll stick around for a little bit before it has to return back into the ruby to absorb its nature from... This gem is from the Nine Hells, so be wary. So this is a... Okay. This is a real hellhound, then. Which means summoning it could be very bad. Maybe. For the people. Just, uh, it is tamed. It is docile. Just, uh, if you sick it on anyone, just be, be wary of how far it goes. Oh, as you've seen, I don't really care on certain subjects, so. Okay, thanks for the warning, though. It just, you know, sometimes it's easier to talk to someone like us than it is to talk to somebody like Pavette. You mean the complete opposite of us? Yes. I always liked those old stories and folk tales about angels and demons fighting each other. Well, times have changed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, I'm going to wander, see what this city has to... Well, this Can? town, I guess. Fill it? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what is around you. This is oddly very similar to what I remember back home. So maybe I'll find myself more at ease than not. It's much better than that city we're in. More space. 
Perhaps. Well, I need I need to find some information about these forest children. Yeah, good luck. Same to you. Okay. Uh, so this is a hellhound gem. You can uh, spend an action to summon it, and it will stick around for one hour or until its HP goes to zero. You can fire breath once per encounter. It recharges after a long. Rest. You can summon it once per long. Once per long, long rest. rest. Okay. Sweet. I got my puppy. Been asking for a puppy, okay? I gave you a puppy. I, I have been asking you for a puppy. Are you just trying to build a menagerie? Just you got the your little flying thing, now you got a dog. I should give you a hint of what type of wizard I am, then. Illusion. <laughs> Enchantment. And I also picked up Flock of Familiars, so I can have four imps flying around. <sighs> I hate that spell. <laughs> I'm not even the DM, and I hate that spell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you can use a bonus action to command it. it. Specifically, has to be a bonus action to command, it, and it will go on your turn. Okay. But I don't think you have a lot of bonus actions, so I thought it'd be okay. And we're gonna cut to uh, Casey real quick. And so Casey is going to finish up his uh, demonstration, probably about lunchtime. And you see Sally walking towards you as you begin to pack up your things, as you said, distracted. Yeah. So, Casey. Huh? What? Oh, hey, Sally. Are you coming? Um, we can postpone another day, but we should leave soon. I already told uh, I already told Damien he is not happy. Yeah, I don't know what to do about Damien. He seems to have much larger goals in mind. Well, I don't know if I can do that right now. I have a smaller goal, so we have a what? van, a couple miles from here. You need to elaborate on what your plan is. What do you hope to accomplish? So, we know the lab that Jasmine was mutated from. That's our first goal. We're going to investigate this lab. See if we can get some intel on it, perhaps put up some surveillance. And then, after that, we're going to find the scientist that did that to her and question him. After that, step two is what we find out after step one. That sounds like a good plan, honestly. Um, I think the vet wanted to come with. I remember correctly. Well, we're willing to delay another day, but... um. Yeah, I think we need another day, because the people here kind of need some help before we go. Uh, all right, uh, I'll talk to Jasmine. Oh, I've been working on something. Um, oh, really? I know you really liked your bike, and uh, um, but uh, we're probably not going to get much use of that in the city. So just, just you know, let me let me show you. Uh, and she pulls out a, what looks like a small attachment. It looks like a belt buckle. Okay. What does this do? Like, well, um, if you are trying to be hidden, it kind of helps you kind of fade into the background. A little. It's just like, just put this on your belt and yeah, I'll, I'll turn around. Just, just put this on your belt and uh, push, okay. push on the belt. I... Push the belt buckle. And nothing feels different. I don't think it's working. Uh, it looks like your, your colors are, are shifting from my perspective. Here, I have one too. And she clicks on her belt and uh, she kind of melts into the background. You can still see her, but um, it, it's just the colors of her is very similar. Whoa, how many of these do we have? Uh, four. That's very yeah. handy. Yeah, this is what we'll use to set up surveillance. Uh, but, um, you know, this is just uh, something I've been working on to, to make our task a little easier. Well, this should make it much easier. Ah, uh, yes. Perhaps. But, yeah, I think I'll go with you. But 
we gotta go tomorrow. All right. Well, we'll we'll wait an extra day to have an extra pair of hands. I appreciate it. Well, go talk to uh, the the vets. Uh, she seems a little scary. She was arguing with Rythan. Everyone back. argues with Rythan, though. Yeah, I, I guess. But um, yes, just maybe we'll meet tonight and come up with a with a battle plan then. Yeah. If if we're going to be doing anything dangerous, we're going to want to bed with us. Trust me. Alright, well, see if she's willing to come. Uh, he will have advantage to... Ah! I got a stealth boy. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, yeah, just, just add this belt to your inventory. Vets, you are still in this thatched cottage, and you are trying to connect to Persephone? Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Set that scene. So I am sitting there with just myself and my books, and then I pull out the letter that Priestess Noth gave me, and I touch the pendant inlaid with gold and the rod of the pack keeper and say, Persephone, I don't know if you can still hear us, but we have to talk to you. We have to know what's going on with these dragons, please. I'm sorry for losing my faith along the way. But I need some action now. Please, is there any way you can talk to us? Bavette ponders this, looks at the pendant that her priestess gave her as she left on this rather impossible mission with a group of people who have very different ideals than her own. Sit there, you, you ponder, you think about it, you see the sun outside, and we arrive... What appears to be on a cloud in a sky full of bright white. You look out into the distance, there almost looks like to be this white marble temple, maybe about 200 feet from you. Uh, it doesn't seem very big. In fact, it actually seems rather rather small, what you would expect. Then. But you're just kind of standing on this cloud, or perhaps you were sitting down during your meditations, and um, just there suddenly, outside your, your body. Uh, Rythan can hear a thump coming from that cottage as she uh, as you finish up your conversation. Rythan, what would you do? So a thump came from the cottage? Yep. I am going to go check on her, make sure everything is alright. Vivette seems unconscious. Is she still on her bed or on the floor? Well, I said thump, so probably on the floor. <laughs> Fine, be that way. It could have been the book that fell. Um, I'll pick her up and lay her down on the bed. She's beginning to sweat pretty profusely. Is there anyone around this cottage? Raz or anybody? Sure. We can say Raz is there. I will yell for Raz and tell him to get some water. What's water? Um, uh, okay, uh, did you want some lunch with that? Sure, but I need water first. Oh, okay, is, some, is something wrong? <laughs> yes, my friend here has a fever. Okay, I'll, I'll get you a, okay, water. And we'll run off, and do I get the kind of cinematic that you are going to take care of her? Yeah. Uh, I imagine Raz uh, comes back within five minutes, uh, followed by Samson pretty close afterwards. Uh, everyone else, everyone else, probably still doing their own own thing for a little while longer. Vets, you find yourself looking at this marble temple about two hundred feet away. What would you like to do? I look around, look down, straighten my dress, and see if I can walk towards the temple. Yes, you can walk on this cloud. All right. There might be a sense of vertigo, though. There goes nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, you heard me. 
So I'm going to try this. And I just start walking. As you walk, you begin to take in more of the energies around her. You can almost see the cloud almost looks like it's being absorbed into your body. And you can feel the things formulating on your back. It is almost beckoning you to transform. I'll close my eyes and concentrate and then open them again and light bloods out of them and I transform into my Asimov form. You can feel this astral energy spread out of you and as you do this, you there's almost like a sense of clarity. You can see further out in the distance. You can, in fact, you can see other large buildings. You can see bits and pieces of the sun in the distance, the moon on the other side, and stars in between. And you almost get like this surreal feeling, and it almost makes you sick to your stomach how much information you're intaking quite suddenly as you transform. But you do successfully arrive at this marble temple. It's about 15 feet tall, and there is a door. I stop for a second and ready myself, kind of still my stomach, and I knock on the door. We get this knock, and the door opens right after the second knock, right before you hit that third one. And there doesn't seem to be anyone opening the door, but as soon as you walk in, this building is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. But it is white, not blue. Uh, You walk in, and you see three figures in front of you. This is Persephone and her two archangels. Persephone stands about 20 feet tall, has these broad white wings uh, coming out to her left and to her right, wearing this uh, toga-type attire, very, very pale skin. To the left, we see the archangel known as Flamebearer, and in his right hand, he has this long sword, bigger than, than you are, and it is lit on fire and spreading this heat. To the left, we have this black-haired woman with these black uh, wings coming out, and we know this as Astrid, the Archangel of Constellation. We see what is pretty much Persephone's pantheon, We can if we think of it like that. Her as the goddess and her two demigods next to her. And they sit on three chairs, Persephone in the middle, Flamebearer and Astrid to the left and to the right, and Persephone stands up as you approach. We have heard your plea. Now make your case. I'm not sure what to ask for. Um, We are trying to discover why the dragon uprooted our city and brought it to this new world. Do you know any information of this or why magic is fading? Raksha must be brought in and face trial by the Pantheon. He has done this without our permission and he... Justice must be served for his actions. Why the other dragons are misbehaving, we aren't sure. The metal gods have no leader when Siren passed, and they are prone to changing allegiances. Some of them followed Raksha, some of them followed the Jade Dragon, and some of them went to their own devices. But any of those dragons can be swayed. If that is what you want to know, I cannot tell you why they're doing this, but I can say that you can change their ways. How do we talk to them? They attack us anytime we get near. The Black Dragon attacked the city. I'm well aware of that. The Black Dragon in particular 
you find his mate, talk to his mate, and you will be able to communicate with the Black Dragon. He's the only person who... She's the only person that can make him see reason. Do you know where his mate is? No, but I can tell you how to call her. How would we do that? There is an incantation that will allow you to send a sending to her, and I can give you a vivid image. Once we convince the Black Dragon who attacked us, how do we get to Raksha? Raksha is hidden to us. He is a god. He's a powerful one to hide from my vision. But Flamebearer and Astrid are looking up. Flamebearer during the day, Astrid during the night. He is not on the surface. Perhaps he is underwater, or maybe in the depths of the Underdark, but much of the Underdark was destroyed when the portal came. Perhaps there is an Underdark in these new lands? That's the only theory we have, because even Raksha must come up to breathe. Do you have any idea of how to fix our powers waning? The people who have faith will be okay. They will be the last to wane, and I will continue to give power to my disciples. It is the people who participate in the magic of the world that are going to fail. Turn them to the Church of Persephone, but they must commit in their hearts. That is going to be quite a task. I know many here that are directionless and do not believe, but I will try my best to get through to them. People who worship Persephone, Mephisto, even Raksha will be okay. I think we left the Shadowfell and the Feywild behind. I do not know what worshippers of Pan or Morgan stand, uh, but there's always the sun and the moon. Even they have that here. Perhaps there's a sun god waiting to be awakened. That is possible. I know these may not be the answers you want, but they are the answers we have, and hopefully you can use that knowledge to help your people. I will do my best with it, and thank you for what you have done today. We will continue our lookout for Raksha. That is our main priority, but we will help whenever we can and the smaller objectives. Thank you. You have brought me a great blessing today, me and many others, by answering this call. Your body is going to be very tired when you return back, but be careful. I I will try. We are in a precarious position at the moment, but I'm sure that someone, hopefully, can help me. I think your new allies will surprise you and how much they care. That would be very interesting. You have the sense of falling for a second as you go through this building from this cloud you were walking on and you feel like you've almost slammed into your body and you have this huge gas just <gasps> uh, you now know the spell sending you can use that spell for free several times a day and we'll put up a limit to that a little later um, and you can now send sendings in draconic draconic interesting you have to talk to a dragon some way <laughs> Kind of makes the most sense. Additionally, uh, since you were in the Astral Sea for a short amount of time, you can now use your Azimar form on a short rest. From Rythan's perspective, I think you see Vivette kind of floats uh, a little bit uh, as she um, as she's going through this thing. 
you can feel the radiant energy, the astral sea energy coming out of her, and then suddenly she slams pretty hard against this bed that she is, you placed her on, and wakes up with a start. Um, wow, uh, how long was I gone? Oh, I would say a couple minutes. Felt like hours. Well, talking to higher powers usually do that. I spoke to her. I spoke to Persephone. That's good. Well, it gave us some direction. Need to talk to Samson and maybe the others. Samson's here, but you should probably rest for a little bit. I think I I know how to get a hold of the black dragon. Stay here. I'll go get Samson. And I think you see Raz and Samson coming back and Raz is like, I have water. <laughs> little late, Raz, but good job. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, here here's the water. Thanks. Where's my lunch? Uh, you told me to get the water first. We'll go get my lunch and something for Vivette, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he will he will run off and Samson is there. Something the matter? I spoke to Persephone in person. She summoned me. Wow. Many of the gods that don't talk to their disciples. I've only heard whispers of Mephisto. Never a direct summon. How, are well, you, how do you feel? Normally those engagements take a lot out of the body. I feel exhausted. My back hurts a little bit. I should probably lie down. I'm going to lie down. And she just kind of lays there for a second. I I think I know how to get a hold of the black dragon, but we have to call his mate first. She told me to use this spell, uh, sending. I can send a message to the black dragon's mate and perhaps make them see reason. The I mean, sending is a cleric ritual. Don't, why, why would you know sending? She told me that I would know it, and I think I do. Sending also requires you to know the person you're sending. She showed me in detail. She said I should be able to contact them now. Um, okay, um, that's, a, that's a lot to take in for, as a cleric, but um, is that the course of action you want to take? Well, I think that we should find out about these people in the woods, and maybe set up a meeting see what we should ask a mate we're going to need input from the others as well and i know they're looking for raksha they aren't sure where he is they said something about the underdark or maybe in an ocean raksha in the ocean they're trying to find him but they don't know they're looking in the skies and in the heavens during the day and at night they're looking in the stars but they can't find him so that eliminates the surface. I, I see the thought process. Brighton, what do you make of this? I don't know. I'm more concerned. I'm concerned about uh, Raksha. So any leads is better. We got to start somewhere. The Black Dragon may know. And he was the one that attra- attacked the city. I don't say this often, but if I ever see that Black Dragon, I'm going to pummel him into the ground. <laughs> that may not be the best course of action. <laughs> We're going to have dragon soup for an entire year if I ever see that creature. So we're going to have Arnar and I walk in when he, um, when Ryzen says that. Arnar is aware that something happens to the vet, but not, not 100% sure what that is. And Arnar has this. Do you have your weapon in a sheath by chance? Yeah, he's, it's always sheathed. Okay. When he's not, when he's not using it. So, so nothing weird about the sword yet. Yeah. No, uh,. What's this about soup? <laughs> what type of soup am I hearing? Dragon soup. Interesting. 
Uh, are you alright? Seem to be a wind knocked out of you. Yeah, I... Well, the short version is I was summoned by Persephone and my soul left my body and when it fell back into it, it hurt a bit. Like, between her and uh, Samson, is that uh, normal for you two to actually talk to a god? Normal? No. Unheard of? I mean, there are stories. Well, congratulations. Yes, it's very impressive. I mean, not for me, but the seeing her, I guess, in the temple. I'm quite tired, but I think we got a lead on the Black Dragon, and we just need to talk to the Black Dragon's mate, and maybe we can get them to see reason. You said that all the dragons are basically following uh, Raksha because they don't know what else to do. Hmm. Do we know who this mate is? I know what the mate looks like, and I know I can send a message to them. She gave me the ability to do that. I think I can speak Draconic a little bit now, but only when I'm talking to a dragon through sending. Uh, I looked at her, and uh, in Draconic, I uh, say, uh, I ask her, what is the piece of furniture you're laying on called? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can speak it. Hmm, interesting. It just sounded like a bunch of box. Alright, mildly offensive, but I understand. Maybe uh, we should get Lydia over here. She seems to actually... I apologize, I, as I've said before, don't know much about the dragons. She may be able to help. Maybe she knows who this... If you can describe this mate, she may know who you're referring to. I don't know if that'll help, but hey, give it a shot. Maybe talking to Lydia first could help, but I do know what dragon I'm sending it to. But maybe she has some insight. You guys uh, take a look out the window and you can see Casey, kind of. But he has like greenish brown skin almost. And Oh no. He, he's not, uh, <laughs> it's just something that's completely weird about his exterior. And he like passes in front of a, a hatch and suddenly his skin turns very brownish uh, near it. And it's just, just an odd, odd thing to look at. Hey guys. Are you, are you fully human? What? Yeah. Are you fully human, or are you like, I don't know, part chameleon? What are you talking about? Look. You are blending into the background. I oh, pull oh, my hands up. Shoot. Okay, hold on, hold on, and then I push the the, the belt. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. They're <laughs> normal. Hmm. No, that is interesting. I got a new toy. Fancy new toy it is. Now, my only. This is gonna sound weird. Um. Didn't really do much for your clothes. Hold up. Did it change the color of his clothing? It faded. It's like um, an exterior thing. So it's not just his face, but his, his skin tone. Gotcha. Because he, he wears a brown coat, so that's already going to kind of fit into the background a little bit. So uh, okay, I gotcha, thought the gotcha, skin gotcha. tone would be a better thing to describe. <laughs> we, we said skin change. I was like, oh, so it's only his skin. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> well, that looks like it will come in handy in the future. I don't know what Wrighton's going to think about that. I mean... He's already uh, deemed you a thief. That's and now, <laughs> and he's a demon, so it's fine. I am within earshot of this, right? Yeah, this is all. Oh, yes. oh yeah, fully, hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna interject. Say, devil. You got horns and wings, demon. Conversation done. All right, thief. Oh, every time with the two of you, every single time. <laughs> I went to the heavens and came back, and you're still arguing the same thing. In all fairness, you weren't gone very long. 
Picking up the plot, guys. Picking up the plot. <laughs> Alright. Well, I found a way to possibly speak to the dragon's mate. The one that attacked us, the black dragon. The one you shot, Casey. Oh, that thing, yeah. Mm. You can talk to its mate? Yes. Persephone gave me the ability to send messages, and I can send messages in Draconic, but it doesn't appear that I can understand it. Who's Persephone? Is she here? Persephone is my goddess. Ah, gotcha. Thought you would have picked up on that by now. I know. He's kind of slow. Well, no, that's rude. <laughs> you guys don't know what a car is. Get out of my head. <laughs> well, I know what a car is now. I blew one up. Yes. So why do we need to message the dragon's mate? To try and get the black dragon to see reason and stop siding with Raksha and stop attacking the city. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that sounds real good. So I think that that's something maybe we should focus on. So I'm not sure about the children of the woods. I know that we had talked about that and also going back into the city. But Yeah, Vivette, where did you side in that conversation? Well, I did want to go back into the city with you if you needed someone to help heal you, but I'm not sure if I should stay and try and discuss things with this dragon. I mean, if you can send messages, then it doesn't matter where you go. That's true. Because I got a group of people who could really use your help. Okay. It may take me a little time to recover, but... We're not leaving till tomorrow. Okay. I should be fine by then. But if you need my assistance, then I will go with you into the city. Excellent. And are you two going to the woods to face after or chase after fairy tales? <laughs> we definitely shouldn't be going in the city. I'm not going in this city. Mm. I I hope you know something about these tales, Rythan, or maybe a local that does can come with, but uh, we would cause way too many issues. We stood out before. We're probably going to stand out even more now. Yeah, we, you and I are going to go talk to some elders in this village and see if we can get someone to tell us the whole folk tale. Either you are more than welcome to come along, but this seems to be a solid plan. We just maybe uh, find some new friends to come along with us. It'd be nice to have a guide. We don't know anything mm. around here. That it would. Samson, Samson speaks up. So this leads to what Casey and Vivette are going to do. Casey, are you for sure going into town? Yeah, I, I, I have to, either way. And Vivette? If they need my assistance, I it is more dangerous there than I need to go with them. Well, it sounds like we have two major tasks to deal with. And we shall formulate a plan with that in mind. Until then, let us go talk to Scales, see if she knows anything, and maybe talk to some other people, see if we can find you a guide, and just let's approach this with caution and intelligence, and we should be okay. And Casey? Uh, yep. Don't do anything rash. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll fade to black there. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Scald's Tale Entertainment, 
LLC.